Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky, Duminal Crossing. It's the last episode before Christmas. So happy holidays, everybody. And I, before I introduce you guys, what I want to do is just let all of our listeners know right off at the top of the show, we're taking next week off because we don't really feel like recording on Christmas Eve. So uh, there's no new episode next week. There will be an episode the week after that, so uh, so you won't have to go too, too long without new Omega content. Just want to throw that out there. Gentlemen, how are we feeling on this uh, beautiful Monday? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, Andy. I do want to say, though, if you are uh, starving for some Metroid content next week, uh, the Geek Critique is currently uh, re-reviewing some classic 2D Metroid games uh, leading up to a brand new review of Metroid Dread. So if you're starving out on some Omega Metroid, there is still some fantastic content out there for you to consume. But uh, back to the show topic. Uh, yeah, it's been a really fun weekend. Um, uh, you might know our friend Joey Ferris, who we had on the podcast last uh, last year in November, where we pitched a Metroid Fusion remake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually got to meet and hang out with him in person uh, yesterday at the uh, SAC Gamer Expo. Had a lot of fun. Uh, great dude to talk and chat with in real life. And uh Hope it's the start of many more to come. And I finally finished my very first JRPG ever, Super Mario RPG. And let me tell you guys, it's a it's a pretty 
fun, charming, and cute game. I'm very glad that I gave it a chance. I can't wait. I have a whole Christmas list for you of RPGs to check out, turn-based RPGs to check out, so I'm excited. I want to pick your brain about that later, but first, Dak, how you doing? You feeling okay? Your your team... Well, they didn't make it. Uh, I, hey, man, it, the the writing was on the wall for quite some time, I think, for us this year. But, hey, there's always next year. There's always another another Jets season to lose, to watch, and suffer through. So no big deal. Um, that said, though, I did get to watch the Devils beat the Bruins at home at the Prudential Center last Wednesday. I saw Wednesday that. It looked like a In blast. overtime. It was a great time. We had... We had a we had a group of uh, Boston fans behind us who were pretty rowdy and they were having a good time and it was funny and then and then we tied it up at the end of the game and then we won an OT and, <laughs> and they were quiet they quieted down real quick but it was it was a good time and yeah that was fun um, this past weekend I've been I've been grinding I've been talking to y'all about it on the Discord I've been playing Fortnite Rocket Racing I don't know what it is I'm just really into this game and it's been a nice change of pace so I've been grinding that um, like nonstop that's like the only game I've played I think in the past week since it dropped. So that's been fun. And then I'm excited, obviously, aside from the fact that it's Christmas, but also I'm seeing the Iron Claw movie oh, this Thursday on I'm the 21st. Stoked. So very excited about that. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, can't wait. Got uh, good stuff in coming up. Good stuff this past weekend and looking forward to uh, the holidays. I really want to see that movie. So I'm going to see Godzilla minus one on Thursday, mm. which I'm also nice. hyped about. I've heard it's awesome. You know, I, I've kind of, uh, I found myself in like a little gaming hiccup here where like I finished like sea of stars. So I got the Castlevania advanced collection. I blitzed through all three of those. And now I, I heard from a little birdie that Santa might be getting me something um, under the Christmas tree this year. So like, I don't want to start anything like, like too, you know, like too big, but like I gotta play something. So I've actually been playing. Have you guys ever played Hotline Miami? No, no but, but I, know I know what that is. Yeah. yeah, very fun. If you <laughs> if you're into like synthwave, it's it's a must buy. So uh, I've, I'm replaying that. So I've got that going on. So uh, yeah, having, having a good time with that. Um, so yeah, this again, as we said, this is our last episode before Christmas, and actually. I want to say it's that's our last episode of 2023 because the new episode will drop January the second if I have my dates correct. So um, that is correct. Let's just uh, you know, in, in case we forget at the end, obviously want to thank everybody for their support for Omega this year and wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and a safe and wonderful New Year's. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. Let's get to it here, gentlemen. We have uh, well. A bittersweet show today, I think, because over the last week, it it was inevitable, but it stung nonetheless, I feel like is a good way to put it. And, and that, of course, was the official death of E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, which has been a staple since... God, like 1996 of uh, of the gaming community. And really, 1995? Yeah, but even earlier. Really was like the big event for that year. And, you know, we talked about the Game Awards a little bit last week, and I just, like I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I feel like at its height, like, E3 was just on such another level than, like, things like the Game Awards or the Summerfest or, like, whatever it is. And, like, yeah, the writing was on the wall. And, and actually, Nintendo basically kind of 
injected them with a, a slow burning poison when they started creating their Nintendo Directs. And, and everyone kind of followed suit and E3 kind of became irrelevant a little bit. And so it's not surprising to see it disappear, especially after COVID. And even like, especially because the last couple of years before I thought were kind of weird. Like the, I remember that PlayStation E3 where like everybody was shuffling to different rooms and stuff. So that, I thought that that was kind of weird, but I, I was, I was a little bit sad because I've, I've covered a lot of E3s for Zelda Dungeon in my day and there's a lot of unforgettable moments that have occurred at E3, which uh, I'm really pumped to go over and and do them, categorize all these different lists or uh, different events for us today, and I'm really excited to get into them. But just really quickly, like I guess it's like thoughts on the death of E3. And Dak, let's start with you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you mentioned like how Nintendo kind of injected a little bit of poison with the Nintendo Direct, but I think we all know that like this was just with how social media and like entertainment and media has been distributed in general over the past decade. I think this was kind of inevitable, right? Like this was something that as media and, and gaming and and esports become more compartmentalized where now I don't have to have a big show because I can run my own conference on my own channel, on my own streaming network or whatever it is for free on my own terms for free. All of a sudden E3 kind of, you know, becomes obsolete, which is a shame because E3 and you know there's so much to say about how amazing E3 was back in the day but it's something that I don't think we'll ever really will ever see again because there won't really be a need for it right like back in the day E3 was something that you couldn't access uh, you know as a reg- like as the public right you had to work in the industry so it was like this exclusive look when you could see into these conferences or like coverage on G4 this exclusive look into this like the Super Bowl of gaming where like the biggest announcements happen you had to you know keep your eyes on it and nowadays like games can be revealed at any company's state of play or direct or whatever mm. microsoft does right and it could happen at any time during the year and so there it it it's, it was inevitable but it's something that at the time was so cool was so unique obviously growing up like that's something that i you know followed e3 coverage on g4 on the internet where i could like that was like that was coveted stuff like i had a lot of fond memories following on on you know, what was being announced at E3, who was at E3. And nowadays there really isn't a need for it anymore because of how easy it is to get information across, how easy it is for publishers to do their own thing on their own terms. So it was inevitable, but I think I think the writing was on the wall was probably when, like, COVID happened because at that point, mm-hmm. like, it was going all digital. There was a Summer Games Fest, the Game Awards. Because now, now, like, E3 was, like, it was open to the public. And because you can get all these things, there was really no need to have E3. Whereas the Game Fest and the Game Awards, you had all those big announcements along with the big awards, which E3 never had. And it had this kind of different, like, pomp and circumstance that E3 brought at one time. And now the Game Awards and Summer Games Fest kind of bring in a different way. So yeah. it, it, it it's... Yeah, it sucks because E3 is a a very very special part of growing up in with games for me, and yeah. I know a tons. You know, all three of us have a lot of fond memories as we'll talk about following E3, and it's it sucks that we won't actually get another E3 anymore. We won't be able to go again if we so choose. And even though it'll never really be what it what it was, it's still you know the end of an era. The de- you know the decisive end to it is still like you said, bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much um, additional, you know, thoughts to add on that, Frank, because, again, it's, you know, fairly self-explanatory, like the writing was on the wall. COVID just kind of just almost uh, speed in the death, if you will. Um, One thing I do want to one thing I do want to, I guess, highlight, though, is that when we say that, um, you know, when we say that, you know, there isn't really a need for E3 anymore, um, 
there we're specifically talking about that from a publisher's point of view. I think E3 for developers is still a huge blow to developers because there were so many network opportunities. And we've actually, you know, heard a bunch of, you know, you know, everything from like indie developers to like major players like Hideo Kojima talking about Mm -hmm. E3 and basically how like that one show, I think Kojima in particular, you know, made a long post about how if it weren't for E3, he probably wouldn't have been able to break into the West and, you know, get the kind of reputation he has today. And so I think having, you know, the loss of such a massive event like that is going ultimately not a great thing for the industry, but it also, you know, just the way that, you know, the way that, you know, technology has progressed and, you know, companies have evolved it, you know, as you, as you guys said many times before, the writing was on the wall and yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And then from a more selfish point of view, yeah, like E3, like I'm, I'm, I won't, I'm not exaggerating when I say it is my, was my favorite time of the year. Genuinely, you know, a lot of people referred it to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely loved it. And like I and like I know that, you know, in the back of my head, like at the end of the day, it's a giant commercial, but it's like, yeah, it's a commercial for stuff that I'm interested though. So like I want to watch, you know, a week's worth of commercials for that. It was it was also always like a good like mixing pot too. Like E three was always a great time to like learn about new games you never would have heard about before. Maybe maybe not even even been interested in. And then it's also a time throughout the year when everyone in gaming had all eyes on the same thing like didn't matter what kind of games you were into and all that it was all in one you know one place and the game awards is kind of that but it doesn't again have the same level to it but yeah that kind of melting part i mean it was kind of like the old mlg events like nowadays you have like esports leagues for every individual game but back in the day like mlg you could have like halo and call of duty and gears like all those crowds mixing together and those were like that was really unique and e3 was kind of the same thing all the different audiences mixing together for all the different interests in games and you learn about things that you were excited for and things you didn't even know about and i I think we'll miss that because you have these like you're only going to get nintendo news from the nintendo director i'm going to get microsoft news from the microsoft maybe the game awards maybe a couple things but it's not the same as like those awesome like sunday microsoft press conferences or like the tuesdays with nintendo and sony back to back something like that like that was that that was a special kind of like viewing experience that you, you don't have a lot, even just in entertainment in general these days, like how spread people's interests are, like to have those focal points that everyone's watching is so really cool. You, you made a great point. Yeah, no. Like it's like a it's like, it was like a sporting event almost. If, you, if you're yeah, a gamer, that was like cool. that was your sporting event. And and actually, one thing that I think is like really underrated about E3, which which I loved is um, there there was a set time and, and day for it like there. And that's that's something that kind of like drives- a week. Like yeah, you knew when was happening and what, and like you kind of like had you a you could day. build up anticipation. Like now, you kind of I mean, we all know like generally speaking when Nintendo directs are going to happen in the year, but like you know, it's not uncommon for Nintendo to be like, "Hey, we've got a Nintendo Direct tomorrow at uh, at six o'clock," and you you've kind of got like like twelve hours or sixteen hours to get really excited for it. Whereas like E three was just like okay, like. Two weeks coming, I'm booking the day off work. Like I'm I've got my list of predictions of what I want to see. It was just like this whole yeah, it was this whole glorious like event. Yeah. And like it, you're totally right. It, like for for me, like I felt like I was an informed gamer because I used to watch the whole thing. And like, would I have bought an Xbox if I hadn't got to watch E3? Like, I don't know if I would have, because I was like, you know, not really interested in that when I was younger. But I was like, man, these like you know, this Arkham game looks kind of cool or like Halo 3 looks pretty sweet. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was such yeah. a wonderful event. And to your point about networking, Doom, I, I I definitely think that that is spot on. Like, 
I, I think I think PAX is kind of on its way there, but it's certainly not on the same level. And yeah, it's uh, you know we're gonna miss that one event that really like unifies people to, to come together for like that one big thing because it's like the wrestlemania of video games and like now that that's gone you just have like a couple shows every year that all seem well, like they're really like, big it was like a sporting event too because like every year like you always remember yeah even recently people being like whose co- press conference was the best who won e3 yeah. who's better than who whatever and like that was a big part of the experience like who had the better e3 who had yeah. the best announcements who had the best games come out and whatever i loved that reveal. too and like that was a big part mm-hmm. of it yeah. when you were a kid you're just like team nintendo would be like yeah suck it sony like your e3 sucked and, and whatever like uh obviously childish, even when you, like, even when yeah well, I, I would even go like even when you know even when we're adults now, like and we're far past the console war stuff. At least, at least we are. I can't speak for all adults, but like even even then, like it was just it was just fun to like just see you know who came out on top. Yeah. Like just you know just for fun, like just to poke your elbow at uh, at your PlayStation friend or something like that. So that, hey, you know that that uh, that presentation was the best I've ever seen there. I mean, it was easy as a Nintendo fan. We had a solid stretch in the mid 2000s just like solid E3 is back yeah. to back to back to back. Like it was easy to point fingers and then we, and then 2008 happened. We had, we had some then, stinkers yeah. in there too though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. There then yeah. it was followed with a bunch of stinkers for sure. Yeah. Um all right. Well, why don't we go through and and take a trip down memory lane, and we're going to talk about some of the highs, some of the lows. I think we got our rose-tinted glasses on, or at least I do. So these mostly look like highs Definitely to me. Definitely do. So uh, we're going to take a trip through, and uh, shout out to you, Doom, for putting this list together. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. And um, yeah, let's, uh, let's start off in, well, let's start off in the year 2001. And this was, this was arguably... Arguably one of the greatest E3s in the year of, of Metroid because not only do you have the Super Smash Bros. Melee reveal where Samus is coming back. Um, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but like you had Ridley in that awesome opening cutscene, which was, I remember seeing that being like, whoa! Um, but you also had, of course, the reveal, the early reveal of Metroid Prime and Metroid 4, which we know as Metroid Fusion. Um, both of which would become, go on to become these iconic majestic games that we still know and love and play today so a really a really great exhibition for uh for metroid at the 2001 e3 which is which is awesome because like really that was you know when e3 was was debuting that was immediately after super metroid so you didn't have a whole lot of metroid stuff there yeah, I, th- I think let's yeah. let's just point that out that this is like we're starting in 2001. This is Metroid's first, as far as I know, like appearance substantially at E3 at all. So we're 22 years in the past, but I would say what is it was at that point six or five or six seven years into E3 existing. And as you mentioned, there wasn't any Metroid going on at that time. But uh, it is I, I, when I was going through my own list, I'm like, wow, I I always thought like, yeah, there really hasn't been a lot of Metroid at E3 throughout the years. But then Doom put this list together. I'm like, oh, Metroid has actually had a pretty good presence. At least the one thing at a bunch of E3s every few years, like since 2001. And yeah, it started out with Melee and then Prime 4 and Metroid 4, or Prime Metroid Prime 1 and Metroid 4 Fusion. And that's, yeah, that's one of the years you, you it's hard to, it's hard to top that. <laughs> I, I might have said that this might have been the greatest year until like the last year the Metroid was at E3, but um, I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching this Metroid Prime trailer, and it's just—it's so good. It has like this classic, <laughs> like 
It's almost got, I don't know if you guys ever watched Batman Beyond, but it's got like the intro to Batman Beyond kind of vibes. There's just like this cool cartoon intro or something like that, where it's got some like funky music playing in the background. And you, you've got to see this. Uh, I'm going to link this this document that Do made in our show notes, but you've got to see this Metroid Prime or Metroid 4 trailer to believe it, because it is, it's something else. It's, uh, it's beta it is very it, early in say. development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! And Samus, Samus is like walking on walls and walking on the ceilings. Yeah, this is yeah, unbelievable. I actually don't yeah, know that like I've ever anti- seen this. This is great. Really? Oh yeah, this yeah. I can't remember like when the um when this resurfaced, but yeah, I remember the the game definitely looks very rough. But that's like one mechanic that like always stood out to me, like those these anti gravity mechanics, and I'm like that. Wait, I feel like that should return in a future game, yeah, especially on like kidding. modern hardware. I feel like there's a lot of lot of potential there. But yeah, this whole E3 2001 is um, really interesting stuff. I specifically wanted as much as possible, at least in regards to the press conferences, I wanted to show live footage as much as possible because I wanted to get the audience and kind of the journalist and the press reactions to all this stuff as well. Because I think that can also be very telling to, like, you know, the state and the interest in Metroid as a whole at that time. And, um, you know, you go to that you go to that Melee trailer, and one of the biggest pop-offs during that trailer is that Ridley scene. Like, the mm-hmm. crowd goes insane during that, as they should. Um, I think the only other I think the only other big pops during that are uh, the, the Sheik reveal and, of course, the reveal of, like, Melee itself, the actual title reveal. Right. Um, which is, yeah, which is really interesting. And then the Prime stuff is obviously very early footage. It's actually really interesting because while the game technically wasn't announced before this, there was um there was a space world which was another nin- show Nintendo used to do uh, a tech demo they showed using those same assets where they didn't technically reveal the game it was more like an example of what you know what the GameCube could do and it's the same place where that infamous uh, Zelda demo was shown off before That's the Wind right. Waker reveal as well. <laughs> That's right. And if you guys don't mind, I might even pepper in a few Zelda memories that I have while we're going through here. I'll make it quick, but I I do want to shout a few of them out. Oh, well. I mean, there's definitely one E3 coming up where it's relevant. <laughs> I guess we're just going to go chronological then, so we can just shout things out per show, since I figure... Yeah, I mean, we could do this however you guys want. Like I was going to start chronological, but if you want to do it a different way... Yeah, let's, can... let's let's just do it chronological, okay. and if we have any call-outs for that year, Metroid or not, we can yeah, sure. call it out. Um, so yeah, 2001, uh, a great year. Even though we're seeing a lot of unfinished product, just the, the fact that there's more Metroid on the horizon is just so tantalizing. But of course, it wouldn't be until 2002 where these games really start to, to take form. And so we have a Metroid Prime trailer, which actually isn't very long. It's only like a, a minute or so long. Um, although I guess like the whole presentation was about 50 minutes long or so. And a Metroid Fusion trailer. And, and these games now look exactly like the games that we know and love. Um, not, not like a whole lot uh, that I would add to them other than just, it's cool to see like specifically Metroid Prime just kind of like be revealed and, and showing off like the Parasite Queen and like all of the, all of the stuff that we know and love about that game. It's just, it's cool to see it like realized for the first time. And just as someone that like, like I was my peak, like console war fanboy day, I think I was like 12 or something like that then. So I was like. You know, like, oh, yeah, Metroid looks so good. It's better than Halo. Ah. And um, and so just to see uh, just to see that, like, in action, I felt like so, I guess, relieved is the word to see that, like, looking as good as it did, because I really wanted it to be really good. Yeah, I I don't see I don't really remember any. I don't think I actually was I, mean, I was pretty young at this point. I was 2002. I was, you know, 
nine years old, I think. I don't really have any memories of like experiencing E3 or like, oh, I watched this like E3 trailer. Um, I definitely watched all this stuff back like after the fact. Mm-hmm. But, but looking back, it is cool to see like the difference from 2001 to 2002 for both games. I still like that even 2002, it's Metroid uh, Fusion still has that like different like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like Spider-Man kind of font <laughs> going on with it. I don't know what you'd call that. Which eventually goes away, but that always remind that like immediately makes me think of the beta footage and and whatnot we see from Space World and from E3, and obviously there's a big difference from Metroid Prime's 2001 reveal to 2002. 2002, as you said, it looks great, looks exactly like what we end up getting. 2001's reveal like is kind of, eh, I I think if you saw that you'd be like I don't know if that's gonna be gonna be good, and then if you see the 2002 footage you're like oh okay like if you had any doubt at that point about a first-person Metroid game, yeah, I, I feel like you'd have to kind of get rid of it because like that, it's a really awesome you know, montage of gameplay, which looks really sick and looks like a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think I was still too young to really fully remember seeing any of this at the time. But, yeah, I mean, two years in a row of Metroid where, again, this is a time when Nintendo was full, you know, full steam ahead with Metroid on both platforms, which was great. I, this is what got me into Metroid was was Prime and Fusion coming out at the same time. So, and they're they're still to this day my two favorite games in the series. So, yeah, this look this is awesome. I, I love the throwback Fusion beta text footage in the footage. I love that kind of gameplay in there, which obviously is very reminiscent of the Fusion we played right now. But seeing the dichotomy between the 2001 2002 is really cool, and obviously returned uh, with dividends because both games turned out amazing. Yep. Yeah, like you, Dak, um, like you, I didn't really discover E3 until after this period. It might have been, it was either 2000 or 2003, 2004, where I even first heard of E3. Me, I think, yeah. And then um, and then 2005 was the first E3 I actually watched, because uh, that was after I discovered G4, who would premiere these uh, these conferences live, which just blew yeah. my mind back in the day. But um, yeah, pretty much same thoughts there. I mean, Prime in particular, like the, the glow-up is unreal, even more... I would say the glow up from the beta footage to the current state of Prime is even more so than from the current iteration of Prime to Prime Remastered, which in and of itself is also oh, yeah. Yeah, an insane glow so. up. It's like different like models and assets. Like you can yeah. see in the in the two thousand one footage, like Samus looks very much like yeah. Super Metroid Samus and you know, like Melee Samus, and then obviously you see a much different Samus in mm-hmm. two thousand two footage. Very sleek, very uh, just very very like good looking the game the game obviously cooked for for a Less long time chunky and round yeah <laughs> it, it, and it looked great and like you're yeah, right yeah. like i think if you had doubts about it you you maybe had to cast those aside a little bit because it looked awesome um let's go over to uh to 2003 here not a whole lot for metroid but we do get the announcement of a sequel to metroid prime it's like a super 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 quick little teaser trailer i actually when i was watching this i thought that the uh it's a space pirate attacking Samus, but it actually kind of looks a lot like Trace from Metroid Prime Hunters. Or I don't know if that uh, that you guys thought the same thing, but I when I saw that because the space pirate appears, it's red at first, and I was just like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Don't know that I ever made that. Con- I've seen this before, but I don't know if I ever like made that connection until like just just watching it uh, earlier today. Yeah, it's probably just a coincidence. Honestly, I think the the more trace like connection is just the fact that it starts out invisible and yeah. then kind of like emerges, which which uh, you don't really. I mean, you you see them kind of teleport into place, but you don't really see them have a cloaking ability in Prime Two. So I thought that was really interesting. It's also it's also funny because they make this look like it's going to be like the new main villain. 
but it ends up just being kind of you know the generic space pirate forces yeah, that you fight like a space in Prime yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure at the time though, if you had not thought that that was the main villain, you might have thought, oh man, the space pirates are really uh, kicking Samus's butt. Just one of them's taking her on right now. But I don't think there's enough information to go on that where you could even make that assumption. I'd be like, oh, this guy's really strong. Must be the bad guy. Yeah, I. I don't remember any thoughts I had about this. So this is definitely one of the earliest like E3 things I can like remember seeing somewhere on the internet as far as I know. Right. But I don't remember like any thoughts I had about w- what I thought about it aside from it was cool and I was excited about it, you know. I was certainly more um excited for Halo 2, which was probably like the first like that big deck te- tech demo was probably like the first like thing I remember like being really pumped about you know eventually like reading about and seeing you know clips from so right. yeah i mean that was that was... 2003 because i thought that was i thought that was 2004 wasn't there an original 2000 wasn't it wasn't there a first gameplay reveal in 2003 of halo I, yeah of halo 2 i can't remember halo 2. but yeah but i'm also like not as familiar like... with yeah, I'm not as familiar with Halo at E3 as you know I am with Metro. Yeah, there was like obviously. a ten minute. There was like a ten minute gameplay through like Metropolis <clears throat> or whatever. Yeah, it was 2003. Right. I I seem to remember 2003 for Nintendo kind of kind of being a stinker that year, and I can't. I want to say there was a Pac-Man game that was like their big game for that year, and uh, I remember watching because Zelda had just come out like a month before in the West. So like, what Pac-Man versus? Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. About? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure they showed off Four Swords Adventures in, like, I want, maybe it was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Like, every game they showed off had, like, the gimmick of, of needing Game Boy Advance to GameCube connectors to play. Right. So I remember it was it was just, like, it's kind of like a stinky direct, I thought. But, um, you know, that's uh, that was just the appetizer for what was to come next year. Because I think... I think if you look at the, uh, I think if you look at like the Metroid E3s, 2001 is is amazing. Obviously, 2021, which we'll get to. I think you can make a really good case that 2004 is like a, a high upper echelon year for for Metroid. Um, I mean, many people reasons. will call this many people will call this like the greatest E3 conference of all time in general. Which I mean, yeah. there's a final yeah. reveal. I'm sure we'll talk about after we get through all the Metroid stuff, but it's. It's hard to, I mean, it's kind of hard to dispute that, right? Like this is, you know, for for our generation, uh, I'm not using that loosely. I'm I'm older than you guys, but like, you know, Reggie Fizeme was the man. Like he was Nintendo, right? And like, this is this is Reggie coming in and taking charge. And and you know, Nintendo had always kind of been a little bit shadowy, a little bit bland, a little, and like here was this guy full of like flavor and and just personality and uh what was his opening line like i'm here to talk video games or my name is reggie my name is reggie i'm about names i'm about kicking ass yes and here at nintendo we're about making games q metroid prime 2 echoes full reveal trailer yes insane opener so (laughs) so good like that's like Oh my god, what a moment that, that that is in time, man. Like just an absolute wicked debut for Reggie. Metroid Prime 2 looked great. Um and you top it off with the announcement of the Nintendo DS and Metroid Prime Hunters uh really leading that charge. Good stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny how the how Nintendo will go 
to like what the Wii becomes like only a few years later because it feels like such a complete change yeah. from this like hard like kick ass like yeah like we're chewing bubble gum and eating video game consoles or whatever <laughs> and making games and then like they revealed the year later the revolution which would become the Wii which is like just feels tonally so much more different but yeah that Reggie intro the DS reveal Metro Prime Hunters which um, I forgot that you initially uh, initially uh, revealed it as like the gameplay is on the bottom screen and the map is like on the top. I didn't I didn't remember that until rewatching this. I was like, "Whoa, that would have that would have sucked." <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that. But I also also forgot about not just the original DS, the the fat DS, but the original prototype DS that's shown off there, which looks like a knockoff like Razer phone like prototype almost, mm-hmm. which just I, what a throwback. But yeah, this was like, it kind of felt like such a big shift for Nintendo. I mean, I, I knew what Nintendo was kind of growing up, like that kind of like family friendly, you know, whatever. And this kind of like this, this is like Mario with the tribal tattoo kind of stuff, you know, like this is, <laughs> this is where we were changing to it. So yeah, I, this was, this was hype. And one of the most memorable E3 conferences of all time, like Metroid or not for sure. I, I mean, yeah, it's got like, I think, like, it's got to be up there as, like, the E3 conference. Like, the way Reggie just comes and claims that stage, my God, it's so good. Um, Literally, like, like obviously we know nowadays that, like, Reggie is just an absolute legendary, you know, influence in the industry. You know, he has such a commanding presence when he speaks. But, like, even just back then, like, no one had ever heard of this guy before. And, like, in just one sentence, just immediately, like, everyone knew that this guy was the real deal. Yeah, Reggie is the man... I miss Reggie. I miss seeing him on these uh, Nintendo yeah. Directs. Um, so 2005, let's go over to 2005. And I, like I mentioned, I'm old enough now where I remember the lead Wait, up. wait, wait, wait. Did we for, wait, we just skipped the, did we not just, I thought we were going to talk about the huge thing that happened at the conference in 2004. Did oh, we not just talk? You're, you're right. I'm uh, sorry. I'm breaking we, my own rules. Okay. I was like, 2004. Wait, wait, wait. 2004. Sorry, I had my Metroid hat on, but actually, I literally <laughs> have a Metroid hat we, on. Because if we, because we do only Metroid memories and go through all the years, yeah, you're, we gotta circle right. all the way back and do the all E3 memories. No, we're just covering it year by year. You're, you're right. Okay. Well, then let's set the stage. Let's set, let, let's let's set the table. So you mentioned that Space World demo earlier with the Zelda mm-hmm. fighting or Link fighting Ganondorf. Fans were so pumped. They were like, "I can't wait to play that game." And then we see the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. And at the time, and I was there on the message boards on GameCubeLand.com. At the time, everyone's like, this GameCubeLand.com. GameCubeLand.com. Wow. <laughs> what a name. Continue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like th- this looks cool. It, 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 it doesn't look kitty or whatever. It, but it, in my heart, I, I was a little disappointed at that art style. I've grown to love it now. But, you know, it, at the time, I was like, ah, dang. I wish it went with uh, something else. And so everyone's just like... That's everyone's kind of accepted that's the future of Zelda. And then E3 2004, there's one more thing. And this wicked epic music starts playing. This shot from the back of this horse with this gallant warrior on it. He's riding towards this enemy on this wicked sunset. It pans around. It's Link! It's Link and it looks so awesome and the music is going crazy and like swords will shatter and shields will break or whatever it was and like this guy's slashing people on the horse and the crowd is going buck wild at this reveal. This was the the single greatest I think I, I think it's the single greatest moment in the history of E3. It was so 
mm-hmm. awesome. Which is ironic because Twilight Princess isn't really even my favorite game. But like this was so unbelievable. It was so awesome. This trailer, and you got the reaction guy meme, which still lives on to this day. I, I was about to say oh. the Per Schneider meme. Like this yes. is where this is where it originated. <laughs> uh, you know what? Shout out, by the way, to our boy Kiwi Talks, who may or may not be getting what he said is a founder of IGN on his show pretty soon. So I'll definitely be tuning into that. Um, he well, he already he already confirmed on YouTube. He did interview Per Schneider. I believe the episode yeah. is getting released later this week, and he already excited. For he that. already posted the timestamps. It it's, looks like a juicy interview. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I I had the the pleasure of meeting him once uh, in San Francisco, and he was super super nice. I only met him for like obviously like two minutes. I was doing the IGN tour, but he was he was so nice. Um, so this reveal, holy, this was so wicked. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think many people will dispute that this is like arguably one of, if not the greatest E three moments. Obviously, for me, mine's a little different. But like, even as an even as someone who's not as much of a Zelda fan as I am for Metroid, I mean, it, it's un. I mean, it's undeniable. Like this, like this was such a game changer. And then especially at the very end with Miyamoto coming in yeah. with the sword oh, and shield, I feel like that was like that was mm. that was like the cherry on top like that was that was where the crowd just like absolutely like had an out-of-body experience you know <laughs> yes i mean andy I, I i definitely feel you there from your story because if you remember the zelda wii u demo from e3 2011 <laughs> and i saw that i was like wow can't wait to get a game that looks like that <laughs> and we got skyward sword and i was like i hey, know that doesn't look good so yeah i i mean this trailer, you've all said it all, but this I think this is one of those like best like feel good videos to go back to. Mm. You're just like you can hear the crowd, you hear the reveal. It's awesome. I always love the Twilight Princess like horizon like sunset kind of vibes with like on these huge barren fields and the armies like charging across, which I feel like our Ocarina of Time never really captured that entirely. So yeah, I and Twilight Princess is still to this day one of my favorite uh, Zelda games. Much as I love Wind Waker, but yeah, this was super hype. I don't remember how I watched this back in the day because it's it's. I don't think YouTube was like a thing yet. No, um, no. I don't remember how I watched this, but I know I did, and it was yeah. I, I this was this was this, and then the. I think the only the only way that the next year somewhat topped this was because of the big console like reveal. But like this was, I was like, how do you? How do you top this? Especially with Metroid Prime, I was like, nah, this is this is gonna be sick. And and it was. I love I love Twilight Princess. <laughs> For my money, I think I think the only trailer I've ever seen in my life that I thought was better than this was that um that Switch presentation that they did in, in 2017, where they had that amazing Breath of the Wild trailer at the end. And I thought that was like the world's best trailer. And I actually, I still do. I, I watch that back all the time, but I also watch this back all the time. It's so like, it just gives you goosebumps. Like watching it. It's so awesome. I was, I was about to say, I got goosebumps. Like as I was compiling this list and like revisiting some of that, I even, I, I'm not even going to lie. I even got a little teary eyed watching. Some yeah, of them. some like, of these, uh, like the, these, I like, definitely like got watching, like worked up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, especially like, I feel like it's the crowd reactions again, especially like watching that melee yes. trailer and hearing everyone, like oh my gosh they're they love samus hey (laughs) so yeah yeah it's just like it's so good you know sometimes dak you might appreciate this sometimes i watch like 
a video of Canada scoring the golden goal in the 2010 Olympics in, in hockey. And like, I get a similar and you like, you see shots of like all these different Canadians celebrating all these bars across the country. This is like the same energy as that. It's like, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. It's so, it's like, it's like when awesome. you have like a wrestler's entrance or like a match when oh. you hear the crowd pop off or like, I love listening to like live shows for like music. Cause I love hearing the crowd and it's, it's, yeah, it, it's something about it that just is beyond just a studio version. But yeah, the, this reveal is huge, definitely up there for me. I have a couple that are higher just because I'm a bigger Halo fan, but yeah, yeah, this is like a a, a top tier, top tier reveal that I wish I remember how I watched it at the time. But you make a good have point. Gone back I wonder how we did watch that because I, I know I've watched live. these things. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like I, yeah, I, I want to say there was some kind of player like there must have been like, like the three website or something. I don't yeah, know. like I don't remember how I watched. I know I know for a few years you could like watch some of the stuff on like the weed like e3 channel and i think they might have been like a website you could like an e3 website that maybe you could have yeah i know nintendo I at least had an e3 website where you could watch where you could watch some of their um where you could like yeah. watch some of their press materials that, that must have been but yeah i also house. Yeah. yeah but yeah i but yeah i also don't remember like aside from g4 how i was able to like get right. access to all this stuff well that was, outside I of like you know still G4. images in nintendo power I, I, I feel like I had to have ended up watching it on G4 because that's where I pretty much if I didn't get on Nintendo Power or like IGN or whatever, like it was it was on G4 and really shout out to G4 because that was that was some of the coolest stuff back then. I know that just we, recently. Went get, went, not, yeah, which is also before. dead, unfortunately, <laughs> which just died for a second time. Yeah, recently. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is a shame. But I think like that was a completely different kind of G4. It was cool like to have this kind of insider coverage of like <laughs> what was going on the show floor, like on TV. It was it was awesome. I miss I missed that G4. I'm so jealous that you mm-hmm. guys had G. We had we had no channel like that at all. <laughs> we had a we had a show on YTV, which was like the the youth television network. I know what YTV is. Yeah. Yeah video and arcade top 10 and they played like super nintendo games i think until like the year 2003 or something like that on that show so it wasn't exactly g4 but um all right let's move on let's talk about uh, i was i was trying to set the table earlier Sorry. i'm glad that no i'm glad that we revisited that i completely forgot um but so so a couple years ago uh more than a couple years ago now but there's a lot of mystery a lot of hype regarding the nx the nintendo's new console and and actually the the parallels between the revolution and nx are like really similar because like you have nintendo kind of coming off a i don't want to call the gamecube like a bust but it wasn't a success it wasn't a major success and the wii u was certainly a bust so you have them coming in at a position of weakness and they're they're trying to get people hyped for a new console there's a lot of mystery and intrigue around what this new console could do the new console for both cases is eventually revealed as this i I think it's fair to say like both of them were like really revolutionary ideas in in terms of gaming consoles and both headlined by this ginormous zelda game um and e3 2005 is where we got the look at the revolution and we didn't we didn't get the name but we got to see what it finally was and uh we also got a metroid prime 3 announced but that trailer is pretty small it's it's uh it's only a couple, oh, like a minute don't, long. Don't like don't hand wave that. That trailer is awesome. I love yeah, that trailer. Oh, okay. It's one, my, it's one of my favorite trailers of, of all of E3 because I only remember it and it's like pixely bad resolution <laughs> form in my head and it just like that very short Samus showing up. But 
I don't know. There was I I remember watching it on the second floor of my grandma's house and and being really pumped for that. And that was right around when the revolution was revealed. And that that big mm-hmm. three show up and it's like the, the I think it was on phase. They, they show phase. On. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they show phase. Like that was it was awesome and it was yeah. We get to like, see the new gunship, which is still my favorite the gun, yes, in the series. The gunship to the was, I think what made it look really cool. It was like oh, like this is like next level Metroid Prime. I. The, the, just to go back to the revolution, though, because um, we do see it, but we don't really get to see it entirely. I don't think they showed off what the Wii remote was. I don't think. No, they? they they didn't. They didn't show off the Wii remote until um, Tokyo Game Show later that year. Yeah, like you only saw the console itself. And I think it was really interesting how one of the first things they point out, it's like it's a regular size optical disc. It's not a small, weird disc for, like the GameCube. <laughs> um, but I always I'll never forget like that, like. The, the font, like how it, like the Nintendo Revolution font was completely different was from cool like font. their usual stuff. The Revolution had like discs as the, the, the O's. And then the console itself was like black with like the blue LED light going up the middle. And it just, it had this cool, sleek look to it. Look, it felt very not Nintendo. And Nintendo was going through that like silver logo thing without like the, instead of the red. It felt like new and modern which was weird for Nintendo because they're still to this day not known for being like that. So, um, but and, yeah. I, well, the I way it was revealed, game. the the way it was revealed to was really cool because it was revealed in the exact same way as the DS where Reggie, he just pulled out the DS oh, from yeah. like his coat. And then Awada did the same thing with the actual console itself to show just how tiny it was at the time, Respect. which was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and they showed like the GameCube ports in there. Like it had the back, they make a big deal of the backward compatibility which like they, they kind of were ready. Like it was, it felt like a revolution in that way. And it also gave birth to like so many cool, like leaks and fake things. Like I remember like super <laughs> Mario one twenty eight, Yes. And like Nintendo, <laughs> you remember Nintendo on, I think, which was like a VR headset or something. Um, I love watching those videos and just like, Oh my God, this is going to be crap. I'm like 12 years old watching like fake Nintendo <laughs> revolution leaks. Like, Oh my God, this is going to be insane. <laughs> and obviously none of it was real, but like, yeah, the revolution, like it had this look to it and they're like, yeah, you're going to play like all your Nintendo old Nintendo games on it and this sleek console and you can plug your game yeah, controllers into it. And, Cause they also, um, they also revealed virtual, they also revealed virtual yeah. console there as well and detailed that service. So it really yeah. was like, it was the Nintendo it felt box. like a completely, yeah, it felt like a completely new thing where like you had all your games in one package. It had, you know, you didn't have to forget about your old stuff. You have to buy new con- the controllers. Like you could just, you didn't have to worry about getting weird discs. You could just put them right in, but you could fit the weird GameCube disc if you wanted. Like it was, yeah. yeah and and you had Iwata up there, just like super chill and be like, yeah, we know this is going to be the sickest thing of all time. Like you're going to buy it, <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> you want a revolution? We got one. <laughs> oh, we man. got one. I miss Iwata. This is like a this is a wicked direct, honestly, for Nintendo. There was a lot of like really quality games showing off between like the uh, the DS and and the Revolution. Um, which uh, a few favorites of mine. We got Phoenix Wright in there. We've got uh, Mario Strikers was shown, but Ooh. actually, um, probably the sickest thing is uh, is there's another really awesome Twilight Princess trailer. I, not not as iconic as the first one, but still like a wicked wicked trailer. It's got like some yep. Phantom of the Opera vibes to it. Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a great year for Nintendo and the Revolution delivered. Uh, just that's I guess the other parallel between them is like the Switch and the Wii. They delivered in terms of uh, business. Uh, you can't dispute which, that. Uh, which doesn't make. Which, if you look at it that way, that means we're we're uh, we're primed for a dud. 
the next console is gonna suck. Is what is what history tells I, us. I like yeah. to think of it more. I like to think of it more. Hold up. I like to think of it more as like the 3DS after the DS, where it wasn't as successful, but it was still a success. That I is hope, how. I hope so. That is how I am choosing to. Uh, that's where I'm putting my energy into this one. I hope okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I also, also got to give a shout out if we're going off uh, Nintendo's E3 2005 uh, Mario Kart DS, which for the longest time mm. was my all-time favorite Mario Kart game. Mario um, Kart you know, so DS. Ma- yes, yeah, so many, so many new features introduced into this series. Um, obviously, the big one being online play, which completely changed the series. On a, like, I, I can't imagine Nintendo being like this forward thinking with online nowadays. But back then, this was like, this was like such a non-nintendo futuristic move yeah of it was them. still and like, so behind for yeah it was like wow finally like i've been playing online on my playstation and xbox for, for years and nintendo's finally coming out with online it was, i so like that <laughs> on a, on a handheld though too yeah, it wasn't like handheld, not on a yeah. but on a handheld that's what was yes. really cool about it yeah it was, and there was also other things like i you know i love the drifting mechanics in that game i'm a i'm a snaking scum if you will as the uh as some people will say um the the mission mode in that game is like so top tier i wish yeah i I wish that would come back but uh yeah up until the booster course pass in mario kart 8 i would probably rank this as a my all-time favorite but yeah so many good memories with this one that whole initial era of nintendo wi-fi with mario kart ds and animal crossing wild world and metroid prime hunters like that whole era of was just a lot of fine memories for me because like i remember on like christmas getting mario kart ds and there weren't lobbies and you'd have to like try and search for a game at the same time to try and get into a race with your friends and uh, yeah good times <laughs> I, I remember like pouring over those nintendo powers you know after those games were were revealed and just the magazines or, or even just the way multiplayer even just the yeah. way multiplayer worked in those games local multiplayer where only one person needed a car and like you wouldn't get the full yeah. experience so it would be more be limited guy. yeah yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh! But yeah, just like just so many, so many features of that were just so cool. Two thousand six. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, two thousand six. Um, this is an okay year. I thought there's a there's a Metroid Prime three trailer, but I think the trailer kind of stinks. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming you guys might not agree, but um, two thousand six is the year that uh, you know we got Brawl, which was which was cool, but. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. We're just glossing over that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, you, know, I, I felt... you know, we got Brawl. Well, well, here, here's, the thing about, here's the thing about Brawl. I have very, very fond memories of, of the lead up to Brawl. Like, like maybe my most hype for a game ever. But it wasn't from E3 necessarily. It, it was more so from, like, checking on that on that Smash website site, every day. Yes. Every, every day. night. Every night. I'd stay up till, like, 3 a.m. waiting <laughs> for an update. Whatever, and be like, whatever time they updated. The like, I know that. I yeah. know Bowser. <laughs> and some, sometimes it was, like, this sick, like... Like, I remember I was like, oh, Lamar's in the game? Like, what? They just casually dropped that Sonic is, is in this game? Yeah. Or, like, actually, well, I remember... They didn't casually uh, drop Sonic. No, they didn't casually drop Sonic on the website. That was from... Oh, uh, I yeah, believe that was yeah, Tokyo right. Game Show. Yeah, or it was right. a, it was a it was a Japanese game trade show, and they showed the trailer there. And it was in December, I want to say, because I remember watching that in the living room on you, my you're correct uh, family PC. So I vividly remember that. But they like they did drop some like new. No, they definitely like, dropped some big stuff on the website, which, which seems sure. like crazy because now you'd have like a really slick video, like Aldemar's joined the fray or whatever, and like you have a whole cutscene. It would be a whole mini movie montage and whatnot. One one thing that I do remember actually is I think this might have actually been already on the website when it launched, but like there was that amazing remix of the Ridley theme. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. this is so Played awesome. that over and over again. Oh, the site, my God. The site player. I spent so much time on the Smash Dojo. Yeah. That was, and, but the, that trailer was dope because I definitely, so that's one of the first thing I remember like talking a ton about on like, n- like the insider forums and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure I did a lot of stuff before that, but like I spent a lot of time, especially talking about that. But that yeah. Brawl t- trailer was dope, not just for Snake, but also you got Wario who like, at the time, everyone's like Wario should have been in melee. Um, you got Zero Suit Samus. Zero Suit Samus. So that cool. was which was which was a weird but really cool because at the time, like clones, like weren't like it, they were a thing, but no one really cared because it's only been two games and like so like it, it was like oh another Metroid character and it's Zero Suit Samus. So it was weird, but like oh I, I guess that makes sense because Zero Mission had just come out and all that. Um, and it was the big trail. You had Pit, which was dope, and then and then Meta Knight, which was which was. Pit was cool because Pit was like, oh, wow. You know like, Pit, Pit's cooler than Meta Knight. No, Meta Knight was dope because Meta Knight shows up like, and you get the Meta Knight thing and he's like, boosh, boosh, and I was like, wow, this character's going to be the, cool, the coolest thing about this trailer is actually You were right. You were right. Dude, <laughs> like, this guy can jump a lot. That's weird. When that Nintendo comes up, that's what I was just like, yes, yeah, the Nintendo that's awesome. On Hailbird, and then like Kirby <laughs> stuffing everyone and like, I can, oh, that trailer, I've seen that trailer so many times and like the fart at the end and then Snake shows up. Yeah. That's one of the mm-hmm. most godlike trailers of all time because that was the that first now time I, like that now iconic um you know main theme of brawl that like you know yeah it's like the snake reveal is like oh like now there could be guest characters and smash yeah really the, really the cool. snake reveal for me was obviously like but the, I think zero zero from Samus being in the game I thought was really dope at the time because like I was a kid I was like oh more Metroid really cool um the Prime Three trailer I think you're sleeping on it because. Uh, if you remember, that trailer has the guy playing the Wii, jumping around his room and like <laughs> doing flips over the couch. And I never, ever, I always remember those weird Wii commercials like that, where they're like making it seem you're like in the most intense thing ever, like jumping around your room. Right. And this was literally taking trailers. cover behind the couch yeah, and then like, like diving he's out. Like, like, like he's in Max Payne or something yeah, like that. I was like, whoa. Like, I know it's not, like, I, even as a kid, I was like, this is ridiculous. But I was also like, whoa, this is. This guy's having a good time. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I wasn't Come in love on, with it. And then, man, you, that, and then you've funny. got like the little eye from the Wii and it's like bobbing and flipping and dodging too. And I was just kind of like, it, it, it gave me the similar vibes to when I saw, maybe I was just scarred by that Metroid Prime 2 oh, commercial yeah. where it was just oh, like, like the we need to go to eye. rehab or something like that for you because you wow. play too much Metroid Prime 2. So I don't know. I, I didn't I, like this trailer, but I, you know, I, I can, I'll back up. I was sleeping a little bit on the Smash trailer. That was a sick trailer. But like I said, most of my love for brawl this whole, from the this whole week this whole week commercial i'm just like skipping through it right now where it's going through all the games and like the people yeah. playing it. i'm like wow i don't know oh. it's, not, it's not my favorite S- simpler times simpler times andy mm-hmm. yeah well look at look at this guy uh, shooting thing- sideways with his wii remote in, in red steel <laughs> like come on he's living life i'll tell you this i see reggie up on stage i think uh Wada shows up a little bit later like that's those are the good times those are the good old days so I'll give you that. One thing I do one thing I do want to point out, we've been talking a lot about the, the Brawl trailer, but that is actually not in the press conference in what is probably one of the weirdest decisions ever. This was revealed in a private um developer showing later. And then it was kind of it was publicly announced after the private showing with the trailer. But it was um I believe it was on a Thursday later on in the week, like after, you know, on, yeah, the, on like the last day of the show. Yeah, I don't think it was during a press conference. Huh. Yeah, it was it was a few days after, yeah. Which was, it was like it was really one of the weird. last things, yeah. That yeah, really weird. weird, but like insanely hype because no one expected it at all. Like at this but, time, like everyone was 
everyone was calming down and like settling down and then out of nowhere it's like new smash brothers we're back baby that was one of the cool things because yeah in in e3 land like in in a week of e3 action by like most of the stuff's been announced by wednesday like by thursday like maybe by wednesday like yeah you've pretty much gotten everything so to get like a big news drop at the pretty much essentially the end of the real e3 week was kind of unheard pretty cool yeah yeah um okay well let's uh let's keep going here with metroid prime 3 we're gonna go to 2007 we got Bill Trinan coming out, and he's introducing. Uh, sorry, I missed her name, but someone is playing Metroid Prime Three and just giving us a little bit of gameplay footage here. It looks like she's going through Brio. Jackie Goner. Yeah, that? shout out to Jackie to Jackie. Goner. And we got ourselves a, a hyper mode here. We got ourselves going into hyper mode. So I don't know. Pretty pretty neat. Not uh, didn't like blow me away, but to be frank, none of the marketing for Metroid Prime Three blew me away. I, like I wasn't. I think I was like around 20 when Metroid Prime 3 was coming out. And even then I was just kind of like, I feel like Nintendo's dropping the ball a little bit on promoting this game. And they did. Um, so this yeah. was like in line with, with, with what I thought. Yeah. I think the big problem with Prime 3 is that like it, when you, it, every game kind of back then got the same presentation of like, yeah, someone playing the on the Wii, Wii, like someone playing it casually, like this is cool and hip, like it's cool for your friends and family. So like, even when you watch this press conference, it's like, a girl like a, a lady just standing on stage you know playing the game and kind of like a bland backdrop with bill trinan in office clothes and you know like the bland kind of like beige background and it doesn't really like jump it, it feels very much like a i don't know it, it's it's kind of like you're showing inventory and not like you're trying to promote yeah. like a new you're like this is a game we have and not like you gotta check this out it's just like a it's just a, a person playing the game and then it, it feels right, like it could have been it any game in that spot yeah not, not like Metro any, prime three exactly you could have put any game that in there yeah and, and it didn't feel very special which they didn't treat it I, like it was special so i think another problem is that i feel like metroid games inherently for the most part just don't really lend themselves well to just like specific gameplay segment demos like you know what i mean i feel like trailers like make more sense to like demonstrate a metroid game unless you're playing the game for yourself if you're watching someone play a specific section of a game then like yeah it doesn't it doesn't really look that interesting and this gameplay demo does not look that does not look that interesting and obviously the big hook is you know as i put in the title you know they this is the first time that you know the public has seen hyper mode and they're trying to demonstrate like oh like these new there's new firepower is unlike anything Samus has had before, but uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't quite hit in this setting. But I feel like it would hit more, much more better in an actual tested demo section or much as part of better. a cinematic trailer. Yeah, hmm. much more better. I I, I, I got good words. I feel like I kind of disagree. Like I think you could show like gameplay for Metro and have it look really exciting, um, but just not this gameplay like maybe maybe like a sizzle reel or, or like show a cool boss fight or something like that. But like well, when well, you're that's just what literally... I mean. Like in the context. That's what I mean, like, in the context of a trailer, like, obviously, like, like you could, yeah. like, script it in a way, but, like, when you're just showing a raw gameplay segment without any cuts or, you know, without any editing, just watching someone else play, it doesn't give off that same feeling as playing it yourself. No, I, yeah. I, like, I mean, I'm not really one for Twitch or anything like that, like, so I, I would kind of almost say the same thing about, like, any game, to be honest with you, but um, uh, that's that's just me. Let's uh, let's move on. We're actually, we're going to skip the year 2008. Wait. Before we before we do that, I just want to say awesome Halo Three reveal at E three two thousand seven, um, which is my favorite E three reveal. And also, Microsoft had the really cool outdoor press conference stage this year, which That's I always right. remember because it looked really awesome. I forgot against, about like, that. The setting sun against it. This I hundred percent remember watching on G four, 
on that Sunday. It was awesome, and it had that Halo trailer of the Ark coming out of the Earth and, and Master Chief showing up, and that's my favorite oh, I remember, all time. I remember the controversy that happened after that trailer. I don't know if you remember, Dak, uh, specifically regarding G4. So this is back when they used to do commercial breaks during the E3 press conferences, and uh, they unintentionally had it one of the commercial breaks appear at the end of the Halo 3 trailer. Oh, and no. people were so mad, and people were... Uh, PO'd, let's just say that. Oh, yeah, there was a ton of backlash online. In that single moment, um, they completely um, took out ads during the press conferences. They only had them for the actual press coverage um, after that. It was, (laughs) I vividly remember that. I don't remember that, so I must have either been annoyed or not bothered and saw the whole thing. <laughs> I, I just remember the the awesome stage and and the and the the trailer. So, but yeah, let's let's move on. Um, all right. So we're oh, skipping- oh, also, sorry. Oh my god. Also, wasn't two thousand seven? <laughs> wasn't two thousand seven? My body is ready from Reggie on the. the uh, that's two thousand eight. That's two thousand eight. I thought that was late. Yeah. Well, that's about okay, the only was- good thing about two thousand eight because I, I seem to remember oh, two thousand eight is false. False, oh, okay, Mike, let, let me let, let me There's back some up. good stuff in 2008. Let me back that trade up. The only yeah, good thing from Nintendo, up. because I I could be wrong. I still disagree. But well, what like what happened in 2008? I just Wii I seem music. to remember it being a stinker. Wii yeah, music. We music. We <laughs> music is an all time classic. You Ravi James, I baby. I don't <laughs> know. If remember, there would are, you remember uh, 2008 if not for Wii music? No, you wouldn't. Well, so, I'm, you're not wrong. Like I just I don't know if there's many champions for uh, Wii Music in the in E3 2008 out there, but oh, if you I, are, I, I mean, will, hey. I will I will uh, put my life on the line for the Wii Music reveal. Was there was there, was there another you wanna get, game you, you can get think through. of that year that was announced? Yes, I, I can. It's not a Nintendo game though, um, but uh, Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I remember that was revealed in 2008. Okay, and at the time, I didn't know. I mean. When the first got revealed, I was, I mean, I remembered fondly Banjo-Kazooie. And as a, at the time, just like the idea of like an old IP coming back and being modernized like that mm-hmm. was like still new to me and was really novel and whatnot. And it had been, I think at that time, probably eight or nine years since the last one or whatever it was, seven or eight and, years. And this so. is six years from Microsoft's purchase of Rare, yeah. by the way. Which, which as a kid, that was a long time. So now not that long, but at the time that was like a, that was half my life. So I was like, whoa, well, this, I think is, that's this a is a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Um, and I st- honestly not gonna lie. I still enjoy Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. It's not a Banjo-Kazooie game, but it's a fun game. And I remember watching the E3 G4 coverage and them being like, it's, I don't know what's going on with this Lego game going on here, but I'm w- watching Banjo fly this weirdly constructed plane inside of a dome and whatever. And talking to a dude with a TV for head. I was like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm sold. And I remember getting it from GameStop because if you pre-ordered it, you got the original Banjo Kazooie One and Two for the uh, for Xbox, the marketplace or whatever the whatever the right digital you know service Xbox was. Arcade, I think it was. Yeah, Xbox Art Live Arcade. Yes, exactly. So that was so so fond memories for me for Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts in 2008. Hey, yeah, great, uh, great Tears of the Kingdom demo. I was gonna say that game walked so Tears of the Kingdom could fly. So let's yeah. uh, let's keep it going. Uh, 2009, one more thing at this press conference. This, this is also, if I may, I consider it kind of a, a down press conference, but one Metroid headlines, the show, one more thing. We have got the first look at the most infamous game in the series, Metroid other M. But I mean, like if you were, uh, if you're a fan, just looking at this game, like this looks pretty cool. Like it looks it like it's awesome. got awesome cutscenes. It's got you like had team Ninja logo, right? Yeah. at the beginning. You had this, this, the cinematics looked awesome. It looked like a movie. 
I was I was pumped for this. This looks any sweet. any Metroid. I'm sorry, but if any Metroid fan tells you they weren't excited for this game after watching the trailer, time they're lying. We all know how the game turned out, but at the time, the trailer looked like it was going to be the sickest game of all time, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Except for like one or two moments, it looked like it was going to be amazing. It looked like it was going to be so much fun. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, and agree. To, and to this day. And to this day, like you said, Andy, this is the only time that Metroid has gotten the uh, the the grand finale at the end of a presentation. It's the only the uh, only one more thing. Well, well, we'll we'll get there. You're you're not wrong, technically speaking, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of taking a look at the the rest of this uh, direct. We've got like some new Super Mario Bros. We've got like your usual schlock of Wii Sports and <laughs> stuff like that. So I mean, like. It, it did it did kind of look like somewhat of a uh, a quiet year for Nintendo but I do still think that it's like a pretty cool accomplishment that like Metroid headlined e3 like I think that that's really sweet I I, I think I get what you're referencing now and I, I I think I might be inclined to agree actually but we'll get there when we get there <laughs> yeah I, I think we're on the same page um, so let's go to 2010 uh, we get another trailer for Metroid other M and uh, I don't know cool trailer. Uh, not on Metroid, yeah. but that is the year of the Konami conference with the one million troops meme. Oh my god! Yes, when, when that came out. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm thinking of some of these memes, which I had just forgot. By the way, for 2006, I also forgot about the giant enemy crab. I love giant which enemy also crab. was part of which was Sony. I don't, I'm like thinking of these. I'm like, are these are I, people gonna get what we're? It's talking Ridge about? Racer. I don't. I don't Ridge know that. Racer. Oh. There yes. have to be some listeners that I'm like, do you know what uh, Giant Enemy Crab is from Sony's E3 2006 <laughs> conference? Do you know about One Million Troops from Konami? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know about One Million Troops. You don't know about One Million Troops? Maybe oh, you got you got to watch it. Andy, you got to watch the 99 Nights uh, 2 segment. Troops. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it as soon as we're done. Troops. Wow. Wow. One million <laughs> troops. I do Just remember I cackle every time I hear like, Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! Just, it essentially God, has it's the good. same... Uh, same, same kind of vibes? Vibe, essentially. It's the same thing. But yeah. If, if we're going to talk about... If we're, if, if we're going to talk about, like, great Sony moments, I feel like, for a brief moment, we got to travel back in time to the very first E3, which arguably might have had one of the biggest mic drops of all time. Where right after the, uh, I believe the Saturn was uh, announced, and Sega revealed that it was oh, going to be, like, God. $400. What and was, then what they had name? one of their... Um, I, I can't remember, and I should know because uh, I literally was like looking over the footage earlier today. They literally just had one guy come up on stage and just goes into the mic, two ninety nine, and walks off. Which which and is amazing it. because that guy <laughs> used to be like a big exec at at Sega. So the, it, it oh was wow, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm gonna plug yeah. <laughs> a book for everybody to read. It's called Console Wars. It's by Blake J. Harris. It's awesome, and uh, you get a lot of that it that backstory. And yeah, what a what a moment like. Two ninety nine. It just leaves. Uh, <laughs> Steve Race. Steve Race. Yes. Steve Race. Yeah. He comes on. Yeah. The Sega Saturn announced at three ninety nine. He shows up at the podium two ninety nine. This was the first E three. So good. The first E three and really set the stage. I feel like for like the big like bombshells are going to be dropping at E three. You can't miss it. And yeah, that's like one of the most just like chad moves i feel like in gaming <laughs> and, 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 and and that was the best move because i mean i feel like if i remember correctly the playstation outsold the saturn so the saturn was well it was bomb. the best 
It was the best-selling console that generated. It outsold the N64. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was, um, I was being facetious. It was. Uh, oh, <laughs> she, uh, I, you, you should. Ch- anybody listening to this that wants a little bit more, uh, like backstory for this, I, you got to read this console workbook. It's awesome, and it details exactly how Sega was so awful in the mid '90s and why they are no. Is it? Um, is it on? Is it on Audible by any chance? Because I have one more credit that I haven't used there yet. So. Oh, that that I don't know, but. Um, Probably. I, I mean, it's been out for a long time. There's actually, there's also a documentary uh, of it as well, but I, and we covered it on virtual theater, but now I can't remember where it was, but um, anyways, let, let's, let's move on. So I, I, I really quickly, so we didn't, there's nothing Metroid in the year 2011, but one of my favorite, like, I, or, or is it, or is it 2010? I think it's 2010 actually, where they have the absolute debacle with Skyward Sword at, mm. at E3, and like, <laughs> Bill Treaded and, and Shigeru was... Miyamoto are up there. They look like they just want to hit the nearest bar and get wasted immediately because nothing is working. What a what a mess. What a mess that was. A great E3 moment. I loved it, but what a mess. Um, all right, let's go to and 2000. Uh, the, oh, uh, the, the moment, oh, I was just going to say, the moment where uh, Bill is translating for uh, Miyamoto when he said, it seems like we're getting some uh, wireless interference from some of the press in the audit. Oh, it just you you can feel that you can just feel the pain in the in his voice oh, when he says that. It's it's so <laughs> awful if you watch it now. It's like it's like watching <laughs> Scott's tots if for any Office fans out there. So it, it's it's brutal. Um, 2012, we got Nintendo Land being shown off. Uh, this, this is pretty lame. This is yeah. the start of a the 2010s in comparison for yeah. Metroid Nintendo in general just ass man yeah just here's not, what i will say not good <laughs> here's what i will say nintendo land is an actual game very cool i love it it's so it's so much fun to this day to like bust out and play with friends i think but as a presentation and especially as the one more thing wow this was it kind of set the tone for the wii u unfortunately it really and it was, was not telling, it was not pretty i was telling doom earlier before the show i think when when they showed that off and i was like i think i'm too old for this you know, like it's like this isn't for me. Like I don't. I think I'm. I'm I need new things because I watched Nintendo Land. I was like, there's no. You know, by then other M had come out, right? So we're yeah, we're what like a year and a half into like just de- full on Metro depression, like just dark, the darkest of times. And then you get like Nintendo Land come out. I'm just like, man, uh, I need a, <laughs> I need something. I need to get a PC or we, something. Oh, we were in the dark times, yeah. Oh, the. <laughs> Oh, we weren't in the dark times yet, as we will find out. It, uh, it, the, the it could easily get time. worse. It, well, yeah, it was, <laughs> okay, it was yes, it got yes. darker, but it was the be that was that was. I mean, the the moments right after other M, I don't think were great. And then, yeah, you we didn't get a substantial Metroid reveal until five years later. Not really. Um, let's let's move on and, and go to 2013. Uh, of course, I got nothing for that. Yeah, I mean, this is where. This is where Smash Four is revealed, but yeah. I mean, there's there's really nothing going on in the way of Metroid for Smash Four. You, yeah. you've got same characters, a couple new stages, but like, I don't oh. know that anyone would say that they're like amazing stages. You've got Villager shown off, which is like the big thing here, but yeah, the, the, the Smash Ultimate rollout for characters was not as super exciting for me because it was like Villager, Mega Man. You mean like, Smash Ro- Four, not Ultimate? Oh, I thought I said four. Um, yeah, Smash. Yeah, you 4. said ultimate. I, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Just to be clear, yeah, no, I, Smash I, Four because it was like it was like Villager, Mega Man, like Rosalina. Yeah, Mega Man was pretty hype, I think. But 
I'm but yeah, otherwise, I, I think like once once the game was out and then they were like introducing the DLC, that's when they kind of found the formula. Oh, of the, like d- what oh, the DLC. I mean, yeah. Like cloud I, Ryu. The beta, cloud yeah, was was an unbelievable was, moment. Like yeah, I, I was on the I was on the train coming back from work and I lost service on the subway and I get back service back and clouds and smash. Like oh, I, oh, I I'll never forget watching that because I was upstairs. I was like. I was at work and I was like, oh, this, this kind of sounds like the Final Fantasy VII theme. I was like, this kind of really sounds like it. There's no way there's anybody from Final Fantasy. Oh, my God. It's like I just I never <laughs> at that at that point when Cloud Strife was revealed for Smash Bros. That is when I was like, OK, legitimately anybody you can think of is a possibility for Smash. Like Master Chief, yeah. like like anybody 100%. that I was like, wow. Um, but that obviously doesn't happen at E3 here. So yeah, uh, to go back to 2014 though, my only fond memories that I remember really are the Awada versus Reggie. Like that was punching. cool. That was that was, 20, that was the following year. That was the was following that? year in 2014. Uh, okay, um, because that's was, when they revealed. That's when they revealed Me Fighters as well as the Amiibos. It's the first time we ever saw Amiibos. That wasn't 2014. I know for a fact okay. that was 2014. Well, it wasn't 2014, yeah. but wasn't the robot chicken stuff from 2014? Didn't they? Yes. Do, yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm mixing. I, I know that the um, puppets were from 2015 because that rocked. That yes. Yes. And yes. in fact, there's there's nothing for 2014. So why don't we just jump to 2015? Uh, can I can I can I talk about some 2013 stuff real quick? Some non Metroid stuff. Yeah. Of um, so so usually the um uh, usually the EA press conferences are really awful, not fun to watch. But uh, 2013 had a couple of insanely good reveals. Unfortunately, the actual games didn't land. But at the time, I was insanely hyped. For uh, the reboot of Star Wars Battlefront, which was one of my mm. favorite series. And, you know, at that time, you know, we'd already knew about Battlefront 3 being canceled. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, mm. the series is dead. We're never seeing it again. And then when that when that uh, logo popped up, I just absolutely lost my mind. Fortunately, the final game didn't uh, didn't quite live up to that. And, you know, we're kind of kind of back to square one all over again uh, today. And then there was Mirror's Edge Catalyst, too, as well. Or uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just I was gonna ask you, see if you remember what uh, what year was Anthem revealed? Because I also remember being super hyped for that, and then end up kind of stinking. I can't. I I think it was I later. can't even remember. That must have been that that was somewhere in like the mid the mid twenty tens. I want to say like 2015, 2016, maybe maybe sometime afterwards, but yeah. I can't quite remember. But yeah, um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. At this time, I'd already played uh, the first Mirror's Edge, which is. Um, in my top five games of all time. So when they announced the sequel to that game, I was just losing my mind. But again, Catalyst still a good game, but definitely doesn't come anywhere near close that um that original game in my opinion. Um, and, um, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, again, that series is kind of on uh, on thin ice as well. Which you know it is what it is. But at the time, it was it was insanely hype inducing. Um, all right, well, uh, let's move on. Let's go right to 2015. Oof. <laughs> this was uh, not the Metroid Prime game that Metroid fans were looking for, needless to say. We've got our first trailer for Metroid Prime Federation Force. And you almost got to feel a little bit bad for this game, don't you? Because it never had a chance. It never had a chance. I feel... I feel more bad for uh, for next-level games on, like, the staff that well, well, that's on not, the game, Yeah, that's the game what I mean, itself. like... Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's so there's actually like a whole a whole lore episode that goes that goes into this. So I believe this was like the when Nintendo re uh, re debuted like the Nintendo World Championships, which was awesome. I I I hope that they do that again in the future because that was so much fun. I remember they had uh, they had Kevin Pereira from the G4 days like hosting it and like it was so cool. Like 
like seeing my him do John all this numbers like live commentary. It. My boy John Numbers <laughs> was the cha- Nintendo World Champion. Shout out to John Numbers. But yeah, but um, Jeez. but at that, but at the World Championships, they revealed a new game at the time that kind of looked like you know just a random downloadable title called Blast Ball. Nothing else, just Blast Ball, and people were already oddly suspicious of it. It's like, why do these guys have arm cannons? Why do these guys have charge shots? Why do why do they have a very similar like energy meter with like 99? Whatever, I'm sure it's a coincidence. Obviously, nobody in their right mind would set this in the Metroid universe. And then the yeah. the, the, the direct was the next day, and uh, yeah. I will say this about Blast Ball. It's got a cool logo. <laughs> but man, I'm watching this trailer and like, you know, five years after after Other M, which yeah. which just you know, let, let's not revisit that, but we all know what the reaction was. Um, this is the game that that they decide to go with. It's just like it seems it seemed asinine then, and it really doesn't seem any less asinine now. Like it just no, yeah. It never it never had a chance. Um, it, it didn't help that the game wasn't that great. Like, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't that great. Um, yeah, this is a pretty low point for Metroid. Blast pretty Ball low point definitely... for Nintendo, actually. Yeah. Blast Ball is on the right track because I mean Rocket League would come eventually. So I'm like, oh, maybe potentially a good idea, but yeah, this is wild. Because like, I remember was this like before Rocket League, I could have swore Rocket League was already out by now. I thought Rocket League was 2016. I'll, I'll trust you over me. Out. I'm not sure. 20. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So Rocket League came out on July 7th of 2015, but I didn't I didn't know about it until after I knew about Blast Ball. Right. Because Blast Ball got revealed pretty much around the same time at E3, and then Rocket League came out in 2015 in July. Um, but I didn't know about it till till after that. But yeah, either way, uh, this was uh, dumbfounding. Because I when other M, <laughs> when other M came out, I was not yet in college, and then when when um, Federation Force got announced, I had graduated college. And that was, and through my whole college career, that was what I waited for. (laughs) And that was another breaking point. I was like, wow, what do I like? Why do I even care? Why do I even bother? Why why do I even bother, man? Like, I need a new, new favorite series at that point. You know, Halo had been done dirty. Metroid had been done dirty. Like, what what else? What else is there left for me? You know, I start playing Overwatch like a year later because I was so down bad. So, like, yeah, this was, this was not great. Not definitely tone deaf. Definitely tone deaf. To me, it kind of felt like. Here's what I always thought. I always thought that like, it was tone deaf. But what really happened was there was not going to be any Metroid at all, and just to appease Metroid fans, they just slapped. I agree. The Metroid moniker on this just to say, hey, we're making Metroid games. Here's a Metroid game. Because I, I remember there was talk being like, oh, like they put this out there to like gauge interest in a new Metroid game. No, they didn't. This was a game that yeah. like was <laughs> never going to sell. They're like, what can we? put on this to like make it sell we, we haven't used metroid in five years Let's put it up put it make it a metroid game and change tweak it a little bit mm-hmm. you know because I don't, I don't think they were ever like we're gonna make we're gonna do a little dip our toes in and we're gonna see how it sells blah blah, blah. like it was it was always some shovelware that that was being made and nintendo was like this isn't gonna sell <laughs> if we want to even barely sell 10 copies we need to put a record button a recognizable name on it and so they put metroid on it not knowing probably that real metroid fans are not real but Metroid fans who are expecting an actual Metroid game would be, would be pissed and obligated to at least try it or, out, or obligated to try it out, but most likely mad if if they when they did, but not caring because they need to sell this game. So, yeah, uh, 
Not good. <laughs> 20, 2015 in general was just like a really, really bad year to be a Nintendo fan, I feel like. Because outside it of was. like Splatoon and Mario, outside of like Splatoon and Mario Maker, which are generally like really good games on the Wii U, like it was just, man, it was just it was depressing nothing. as hell. Um, you know, uh, they teased Star Fox at the end of 2014, which was hype. And then we saw it in action in 2015. And it's like, oh, this looks very, very mid at best. <laughs> you know, the biggest um, thing about course, Federation Force was uh was breath of the wild well, disappearing uh, uh well, that, that's not what i was gonna lead, lead into but you had uh you had uh, amiibo festival uh you had um How uh, scott the waz's all-time Fest. favorite game chibi robo ziplash um and then oh. as if things weren't bad enough um a few months after that uh, e3 uh satoru wada unfortunately passed away just yeah. to like really like just to like really finish it off and just yeah this, 2015, this, like, not not a great year to be a Nintendo fan. No, and Nintendo was doing really poorly. Uh, like I remember Iwata slashed his own salary before he he passed away, and like, yeah, you know, I, like for for me, like even this is I wasn't at part of Zelda Dungeon in 2015, but like even for me before then, like it seemed like when Breath of the Wild got delayed in 2015, that that felt like a really that was like the death knell for the Wii U at that point it was very clear that they were just like cutting their losses with the Wii U and it was tough. Cause it was like, you had nothing to look forward to until at whatever point the NX became something more than just a code name. And like, I remember just being like, that was a dark, dark time to be a Nintendo fan, a Metroid fan, a whatever, like anything fan from Nintendo. Um, yeah. The only thing like even a shining bright spot was that smash DLC that was going, uh, at still strong at the time. But, um, yeah, that was a tough it, year. It was not good because I remember I was writing for a site, Nintendo Enthusiast, which I think eventually was part of like Enthusiast Gaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. From like 2013 to 2015, I think eventually I stopped in 2015 because I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this is too much. I'm just, I'm not, yeah. I'm not having fun anymore, guys. So yeah, not, not, not a, not an ideal time to be a Nintendo fan in 2015 and also by the way chibi robo i think is one of the most squandered potential franchises nintendo has i think that they could be doing so much cool stuff with chibi robo i think chibi robo is really cool and mm-hmm. i was disappointed because the, the game you mentioned that was like a side scroller right like it was yeah lame not not cool oh my gosh i forgot i forgot about mario tennis ultra smash oh my god oh, <laughs> that was their big like november game that year too and it stunk yep Yep. I will say, I will say, because I want to give a silver lining here because we're about to turn the corner. This E3 was was one of the worst, but like next year, at least I thought in 2016, that there's no Metroid at that year, but like there's no any game except for Breath of the Wild. And somehow I still thought that was one of Nintendo's best ever E3s, just with like the set, the presentation, the, the quality of the game that you were finally seeing for the first time. I, I do think it was painful to get there. I'd never want to redo that, but like that was a pretty that was a pretty awesome E three moment. Like a, a finally kind of like a like a payoff or a reward for slumming it out for the last couple of years beforehand. If you're not into Zelda, probably didn't hit as much, obviously. But uh, you know, I was. I thought it was. I thought it was exciting. I don't remember anything else. But there wasn't anything else. There literally was one game that year. I think so. I think they showed off. I think they showed off like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon as well for like Pokemon. But like, mm. yeah, that was because they didn't do a press conference they, or they didn't do a direct uh, that year at all. They just had the um the the treehouse on the E3 show floor. Yeah. Okay, we're here. 2017, the rebirth, the Phoenix rises. 
Metroid yeah. is back, baby. A new era. A new era. I so I think I told you guys before. I was uh, I was writing a blog. I just started Zelda Dungeon like a couple months ago, and I but I wanted to write about Metroid. So I, I had my own little blog, and I was I was writing this article called the Metroid Conundrum about why Metroid just they, wasn't like a bigger series. And I wrote it, and then like three weeks later, Metroid Prime Four is revealed. S- uh, Samus Returns is revealed, which was the most awesome moments. But even the I like. I think that this was an amazing moment for Metroid, but I, I wouldn't stack it up there with like the greatest moments of, of E3 and Metroid because they made the, the boneheaded decision to reveal Samus Returns after E3 was done, during yeah. the, the Treehouse press it was conference. Dur- it was after the direct, after the conference, yeah. yeah. And literally the first thing they showed was, and it was during like, the Treehouse, which is Samus Returns. It's like the switch well, is well, already no, no, out. Like you're you're setting it up thing. to fail. Second thing, sorry. It was it was pretty soon after though. Like it was only yeah. immediate. It it wasn't part of the main direct, which is the problem. No. That's the point. And it's just like what? What? Why? They like want, they don't want to take the shine away from Prime 4. They're like this game's coming well, out in 3 years. I don't, we can't I would have played I, I the, the Samus Returns trailer and then had the was, Prime 4 joking. teaser after. Like that no, that I seems agree. like That's easy money to me. I don't I agree. Well, I don't, I don't think it was less about taking the shine away from Prime Four. I no, think it was, was more joking. so they wanted they they more so exclusively wanted. I, I'm I am just not good at like <laughs> at like reading humor today. Clearly, <laughs> I, I'm being very no, I'm, I'm I, like I, a I Drax in Guardians they were, right they now. They weren't focusing on on the 3DS stuff at that point. They <laughs> were focusing on on the big <laughs> console stuff. Yeah, but um, I th- no, I just disagree. There's, the Prime Four reveal is up there. It's my second favorite Metroid moment i think because man when have i ever been more excited about some space dust and a a number never (laughs) never man never you're right never i it was something that like because i I don't think like i ever thought there will never be another metroid prime game but it just been so long like literally it'd been 10 years since the last since metroid prime 3 like we're not talking about federation wars it's been 10 years so like it just felt like it wasn't even the conversation, you know? So that to me was just like, finally a sequel yeah. to like my favorite, my second favorite trilogy of all time. One of my tied favorite trilogy of all time. Like, come on. Like, yeah, one no, thing, I, I popped off for this. One thing I really liked and appreciated about that too was Reggie fils came on. I don't know if it was like after when they were talking to some media or whatever, but like very shortly after that, Reggie was like, you know, the game is not close to being done. And we typically don't show games like this, this early in development, but we wanted to reassure Metroid fans that we're working on this game so that they're, and like, I really appreciated that. And I yeah. wish Nintendo did more of that. Like with Tears of the Kingdom, I was so frustrated that nobody said anything about that game. Whereas Metroid Prime 4, they're like, we're showing it early. Don't expect it for a while. You know, the game kind of sucks. We're restarting development. I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Like, I, I love that it's transparency. Something. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah, no, this I is it was a great moment, but I I wouldn't say it eclipses some of like the all time for me great moments. Um, it's which second for me? Okay, well let's go over to the the following year. Wait, I, thought, well, I, I, I haven't I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, Drax. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, th- this isn't quite at the top for me, but this is like definitely like a top two or top three moment for me. Uh, this is actually the first uh, Nintendo Direct I actually um. Uh, got the uh, took the day off work in advance for like I requested it off in advance because it was that important for me yes and uh, I was watching I was watching with my friend Claudia I I vividly remember this and you know the the direct was okay 
oh, okay at this point, but you know, no bombshells had been dropped quite yet. And then I just, I remember the screen going black in the space going, and I just, I remember just biting my, biting my knuckle, and I was just like, oh, F, I want this to be Metroid, but I know it's not. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep calm. Yeah. And then that music came in, man, and I... It was the music I don't, for you? Yeah, it was the music. Well, the, the music came first, and then the four comes later, but the second that music came, man... Oh, okay. Oh, that my... It was the four the for, for me. me. It was it would no. It was the 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 space dust is in the shape of the screw attack, the Samus symbol. You get. I think you, that, I think or, that or, came yeah, up you, like. Sorry, that yeah, that's what it was. That that, I, I, that, I, that was my Metroid pattern recognition brain. Be like, yeah. I know what that looks like, but the music. Uh, that, I think that came. Time. I think that came in like yeah, around the same time as the yeah. music, but it was but before yeah, before the four. Like though, the, so yeah, the second the second that music cue came in, I was just like just like screeching like a hyena just going yes. absolutely insane and then the four came in and i was just like screeching Metroid Prime 4! Metroid Prime 4! just like <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable i uh, i was covering it for zelda dungeon and like people i i've never got pinged as much in my life for anything as i have for that i had like 30 people messaging me being like Spateria 316 check this out and I was like, "Duh, I'm watching it right now." It was so, it was so awesome. And I, I can't remember what came first, the the four, the the screw attack logo, but whatever came first, I was just like, "Oh my god!" It was so good. Um, let's go to 2018. Let's go to 2018. This one, uh, I actually thought that, relatively speaking, 2018 was kind of like a, eh, it was an okay year. What for E3? I thought it was just kind of okay. Like you had Fire Emblem, which looked great, and then you had Smash Ultimate, which. Um, I don't know. Like I, I like yeah, that. Smash it, Ultimate. They yeah, Smash Ultimate. <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I guess for me, like what? Well, well let, let me try and explain myself a little. Sorry. Bit here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For me, I kind of wasn't like super. Like I was excited to like see some characters come back, but I also like to me, I was just kind of like, ah, like I feel like the characters that aren't in Smash anymore, like probably don't need to be in Smash either. Like I didn't miss Doctor Mario or Dark Pit or. Or you didn't uh, miss Snake. Pichu. You didn't miss Snake. Well, yeah, Mewtwo, Mewtwo, Ice Climber, Snake, of course. But like Wolf, the Pokemon the whole... Trainer. No, not really. But if the, so, my point is, is that I was kind of like, okay, this is cool, but I wasn't like, like, and I was excited, obviously, but I wasn't like, I had also just like we just come off that that Smash Four hype train, so I wasn't as like, okay, like amazing, wicked, and then the ending where Ridley. Of all people, main events, E3 for Nintendo, and this dude kills Mario, he kills Kirby, he kills and, he, and he's fighting... Kills Mega Man, not Kirby. Oh, I wish As much as you Kirby. want him to. Uh, <laughs> so he, he murders these guys, and then he's facing off with Sam, and it was, like, so cool, because, like, for so long, all you'd ever heard is this nonsense, like, Ridley's too big! What a great moment. Yeah. Dak, I know that you had a... That's my favorite E3 moment of all time. My favorite yeah. Metroid moment of all time. There's a Twitch clip of me watching this on Twitch with my roommate at the time and also my coworker at the time at the office, in his office, freaking out with like a horrible haircut. I don't know what I was doing. And like, I'm just... I remember I was freaking out so bad. Like, my boss like came up and was like, are you guys all right in here? Like, it sounds like someone's getting like murdered or something. I was freaked out. Um, I was a Ridley for Smash guy for years and years and years and years and years like i feel like it was like my identity for a while like if you knew me as like the rapture or ccm 30 like you definitely knew me as a big ridley fan um i i wanted like it was like one of those things like when it finally happened i was like oh now what 
Like my life, <laughs> my life stream getting Ridley into Smash. Yeah, I mean, Ridley getting into Smash was the ultimate. Like we're back. Like this. Like I knew it. It was possible. It was different than Prime Four because it was like I never thought Prime Four was impossible. But like Ridley, right. I was told it was impossible my whole life, and then you finally see it happen, and it was so great to be right. And it was so. I still still main Ridley to this day. Is is he a perfect interpretation of, of Ridley from Metroid? Absolutely not. Actually, a very very weird interpretation of Ridley that doesn't really make sense for his character. But he's super cool and fun to play, so like I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. And you get to play as Meta Ridley, so that's dope. But um, yeah, this was a this is an all time. I don't think I've ever been more hype for a reveal. Um, even when I was hyped for like the Halo Three reveals, the Metroid reveals, like. I just I didn't have enough like tenure at the time. Now, like when I was older and I had so much suffering as a Ridley fan to finally get that. It was just it was I, I don't know if I'll ever experience anything like that ever again. Like it was I don't know if I could in gaming. I don't know if you I. you got to go through the pain to appreciate the victories. I think the only thing that would be close would be if if a sequel to like Dog Kong 64 got announced. Like like I'm, I'm being super serious. I can't think of anything else that like right. hasn't happened yet in like they brought Metroid Prime back. They brought Ridley in the smash like. I, yeah. I don't know what else I really what I you know I'm sure I'm missing I'm forgetting something but yeah that's an an all time reveal for me as a Ridley fan as a Metroid fan as a gaming fan as an E3 fan um yeah wow the all timer all timer so I think um so Andy you brought something up in 2016 that I think might apply here as well where it's like if you weren't much of a Zelda fan Nintendo's presence at um, E3 2016 probably did absolutely nothing for you. And I think that's the same applies here, even though they had a direct where like everything else was like, you know, maybe if you're a Fire Emblem fan, you know, your three houses looks all right. Um, Super Mario Party um, looked like somewhat of a return to form, ended up not being, not until the uh, uh, superstars afterwards, but you know, not really, it's certainly not going to be a game of the show by any means. It yeah. really, it, you're watching the direct for Smash. That, that's what's happening. It literally, literally half of the presentation is dedicated to Smash Brothers. Um, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, got, I got another story as well. Uh, so Claudia from the 2017 Direct, uh, she's at the house. And I also have my friends Austin and Dario with me as well. Because we're, we're like, we're all big Smash fans. So we're all, we're, we're all like really hyped for this presentation. Mm-hmm. And I do, um, I have a, I have a shot glass bingo card that I printed out beforehand, oh, oh, um, with a, with, with, a, with like, uh, with like character reveals. And I, and I was like, you know what, just for fun, why don't we put every single character that has, uh, that that's been cut from smash? Why don't we just put them all, put them all on the bingo card? Why not? Yeah. You know, it's not, not like, not like any of them are coming back, you know, who, you know, um, so, uh. Yeah, uh, six, seven shots later, uh, Ridley got revealed, and I uh, lost my mind while I was absolutely uh, trashed, uh, and it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and you can you can actually go watch that uh, uh, reaction on my YouTube channel if you uh, if you're so inclined. If you want to see this man sloshed, you uh, was it really only six or seven? It feels like oh, I, I I can't remember. I can't remember over off ten of... characters that were cut and came back. Is it there? I, I can't remember after. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just I, I I I was just very drunk. I just remember that. <laughs> um, all right, so no, so no 2019. Although I do remember that was a solid year for Nintendo at E3. Yes. Um, what do Tears we, of the what, Kingdom reveal? Tears of the oh, of, of course, yeah. 2019 is actually uh, ban- like one of the best Banjo, years ever for Banjo came to Smash. I Banjo lost my mind Smash, during that. Tears of the Kingdom. 
Um, Link's Awakening was shown off. 2019 is actually like a wicked year for E3. Yeah, 2019 was a good one. Uh, but no Metroid, but that's fine. Uh, obviously, in 2020, we didn't have E3. But that leads us to... I might consider this the all-time greatest Metroid moment in E3. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to say that when Metroid yeah, Dread... Number two, then, maybe, yeah. Metroid Dread. Dude, I can't... It, I think it was more special, too, because... You know, we were doing this podcast and like we yeah. we had done, uh, you know, we'd done episodes about Metroid Dread, the game that never was. And like we we were wondering, you know, what's what, you know, we'd done a bunch of episodes about like Metroid 5 and we built a little bit of our own Metroid community. And like to to have that game come out and like do spend the, like the next couple weeks with you guys just kind of being excited again and like being like, you know, just just feeling that energy and like our, our metric community was unbelievable. I mean, the game looked awesome and it was awesome and it was coming out in like three months, which was awesome. And like everything about it was so amazing. It was called dread. It was called Metroid five. Like that kind of stuff was again, just like Ridley. I'm like, wow, I never thought this would actually happen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is my number two or my number one. Cause yeah, it was one of those things where like, you thought it was impossible. You thought it would never happen. Oh, it's just my- like, folklore and then boom. my only regret is that so i was covering this e3 for zelda dungeon because we were expecting tears of the kingdom and we got tears of the kingdom but by the time tears of the kingdom came around i was like whatever i don't care like i wish i wish that we had streamed that on the metroid side because that would have been an all-time moment and just like what what a, what an unbelievable moment in time and to just like share it with with this community and and with you guys was it was very special for me. So I, I, that's my number one Metroid moment. Yeah. I am not being hyperbolic when I say this. Not only is this my favorite Metroid moment, not only is this my all-time favorite E3 moment, I genuinely think this is one of the happiest moments of my entire life. And I'm being dead serious when I Jeez. say that. Not to say not to say that my life hasn't been great before then, but like, <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. I remember when I was in elementary school not paying attention in class daydreaming and making drawings about what Metroid Dread was going to look like, you know, after reading it uh, in Game Informer back in June of 2005. And, you know, long since then, abandoning any hope that this game was real. And Mm. then, I mean, first off, when when Metroid 5 came out, I was already losing it at that point. I was like, oh, my God, 20 years later, we're finally seeing where the story goes after this. Didn't, Didn't exactly like where the story went, but who cares? That's not important right now. Um, and, and then, oh my god, that that title reveal, man. Oh. When when Dread popped up on screen, like that was like that was that was my Half-Life 3. That was my Half-Life 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess uh, I'm not a Half-Life guy, but like that's that's been a game and rumored for forever. This is better. This is so this is amazing. It was so awesome and just like I think that this I would put this announcement I know most wouldn't, but like for me I would put this announcement right next to that Twilight Princess 2004. Maybe not, maybe not above, but like right damn close to it as like something that I just like, wow, I can't believe I just watched that in real time. And that just happened. Like, wow, that was so, oh, it was so awesome. I, I man, I wish I could relive that moment. What a great, what a great time to be a Metroid fan that was. And, and, you know, we haven't, we haven't quite got a whole lot of follow up from that. Although we did get Metroid Prime remastered. But uh, it just, it kind of like, you know, I, I know that we, the, we, you know, we had Ridley main eventing E3, we had Samus Returns, we had the announcement of Metroid Prime 4, but that was almost like the moment to me where it's like, okay, Metroid is like officially back. It's not coming back in the future, it's back right now. 
And and that was yeah, it was just a great great moment. And it was kind of like one of Nintendo's like last big E3 moments because as we kind yeah. of wrap this up, it was it's kind of like it's weird to think about like there won't be any more, and there won't there there haven't been for a little while, but there won't be any big E3 press conferences or funny memes or those big moments and you'll get them during the Nintendo directs and you'll get them during the game awards and, and whatnot, or the summer games fest and all that. But I don't know. I don't think it'll be the same. And with, no. with dread, it was kind of just that last like hurrah. And it's kind of funny how Metroid had this, like was at the beginning of, of like 20 years prior, like towards the beginning of E3 Nintendo once a few years passed, like Metroid had a really awesome presence at E3 for years in the, in the two thousands. And then that kind of fell to the wayside and there wasn't anything big. And then towards the end of E3, who comes back, but Metroid to have some of the most exciting announcements over the past five or so years at E3 to kind of round things out. It's, it's, uh, it's cool to see that. And it's awesome that we did get like Metroid prime fours announcement and Metroid dreads announcement, all that kind of stuff while E3 was still around in some capacity. Cause you know, we're able to look back on it and have those awesome memories to share. Though I'm sure we would have still shared them had they been announced at a regular Nintendo Direct sometime during the year elsewise, but whatever. I like I do think like you got a point there though. Like like if, if I were to ask you like what's your favorite September Nintendo Direct memory of all time? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's 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 not the same. It's it's just not, not the same. It's not the same. And uh, you know, as as we've just went through man e3 provided us with so many just amazing moments and and just uh you know it, it's sad to see it go it's sad to see it go so yeah. i don't know should we should pour one out here just have a little uh, toast to e3 i don't know if you guys got anything i got a i got a water here so i got, I I got, got a, a i got a water bottle all right well let's raise bottle. our glasses here to e3 and uh salute our our friend and wish him uh Hope he gets to heaven before the devil finds out he's dead. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a marathon episode, but I, I loved reminiscing about the history of E3 and the history of, you know, some of our, uh, the history of E3 really is the history of us. Like it, it's about the same age as a lot of us and, and uh, just seeing how it, it grew and evolved and ultimately, uh, you know, faded away is, is a really, it was a great, it was a great trip down memory lane. I'm glad that we took this. This is a good, this is great. Yeah. It's, I think everyone's doing it these right now. I think it was good that we were able to jump in on this, but I'm going to be sad to see it go. It sucks that, you know, over time, I mean, I'm personally really glad I was able to attend E3 twice and I did so before it was open to the public. It it was like going to Six Flags for E3, like stand in these lines to play a new game and check all this stuff out. And there really won't be any. I'm sure there'll be stuff like it, but I don't know. It won't be quite like it. And E3 is like a name that like you knew had important stuff to happen with gaming and that. We'll see. I mean, everything evolves and changes. This whole year for gaming has been, uh, you know, safe to say, not one of the brightest. And it's Tumultuous. No surprise yeah. That, you know, E3 is, you know, going by the wayside and, and hitting the grave is kind of part of that year. But who knows? Maybe from the ashes of 2023, something more beautiful and as awesome as E3 rises and grows and brings people memories in the future like we've had with uh, E3 in the past. So. Yep, you said it perfectly. Uh, Doom, any any final uh, eulogy on your end for E3? Yeah, I really, I, I feel like Dak just kind of summed it up perfectly there. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, I'm 
E3, you know, we we've had some ups, we've had some downs, but you know, you've you know, you've been someone that I've always appreciated over the years and I'm, you know, I'm always going to remember the the good you did. But um unfortunately, you know, it's time it's time to step down and you know, hopefully we can get something good in your in your place, but you know, in the meantime, we'll remember you uh I don't know. I don't know. Fondly is the right word, but you know, what? we'll definitely oh, highlight. Definitely fondly. Definitely remember. Yeah. Well, well, fondly. We just well, spent well, well, fondly remembering <laughs> it for the past two hours. Talking we'll remember E three fondly, but not the ESA. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, that's you know, that's <laughs> those guys. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're at the end of the road. Finally here. And uh, I guess it's appropriate that we delivered a long episode because, again, I just want to remind everybody, <laughs> no new episode next week. We're taking Christmas off. We will be back on the 2nd of January, so uh, getting it started right away for 2024. Lots of cool stuff on the horizon. So uh, excited about the next year in Omega Metroid. So um, that being said, everybody, again, just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Safe New Year. And... Uh, and yeah, I hope that Santa is good to everybody and maybe you got some Metroid stuff under uh, your tree or in your stocking. So if you do, tag us and let us know. We'd love to uh, spread that around a little bit. Um, you can tag us over on social media. We're at Twitter, at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore, at Doominal Cross. And you can check out OmegaMetroid.com. There's guides, maps, all sorts of different stuff there, uh, including a full archive of, of, of all of our episodes there, kind of detailed in, uh, in category as well. So if you're looking for a little mapping Metroid, you can check it out. If you're looking for a little alien review, check it out, etc. So go check out OmegaMetroid.com for that. We got a Patreon where the great Metroid area ranking is rolling along. And... Um, and yeah, well, of course, wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend, rate, review. Uh, if you've got a Metro fan in your life, tell them about these three crazy dudes doing a weekly Metroid show. Uh, never been done before. Crazy. Never been done since. <laughs> so yeah, tell crazy. about the Omega Metroid podcast. Um, now with that, everybody, we are getting out of here. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we can't wait to see you back in 2024. Until then, everybody, take care.